What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today with a great episode of Talking Football. We're on camera now. Uh, we decided to just mix it up, say, hey, we're going to go on the old YouTube. We are now recording ourselves, looking a little bit more spiffy here in the home office while in quarantine. But today's a big episode. It is draft week. We got plenty to talk about. We have our final mock draft that we're doing. We did one last episode. And then we go, you know what? Let's get crazy with it and let's do one with trades. And boy, Trace was a trading or offering trade machine. By the time it came time for me to make a pick, this dude had about three or four offers all the way down the board. And I was trying to figure out who I was going to draft where. Uh, so this is going to be a fun episode. We got a two-round mock draft coming to you that we're going to go over, including trades once more. But dude, Trace, how are you, man? I mean, I'm doing well. You're right. We're on camera. And you said we got dressed up. You got dressed up. You're wearing a colored shirt. I'm still wearing just a normal T-shirt and a, and a ball cap. So, uh, But I did rearrange the office so it looks nice behind me. Hey, moves moves were made for this episode. I got a nice jersey behind me. Uh, I've had it in the case for about a year. It's just now getting on the wall. And I love that I put it on the wall when I am literally moving in about a week and a half. So... Just kind of how it works. But Tree Sivia is how we're going to start today's show. It's been a little bit since we've done it, so here we are. Yeah. All right, Austin. There are two numbers that I think are pretty interesting when it comes to Tua. And I'm going to give you these numbers, and I want you to try to guess what these numbers are related to. So let's start off with the number 72. What do you think is... Interesting about the number 72 with the draft process for Tua. Touchdowns thrown. No. That's actually a real good guess, but no. And think about draft process. So let's not talk about the season. Okay, so within the draft process, what are you talking in? Or like what realm of the draft process? Um, let's say pro day. How many throws he made at his pro day? There you go. Gave that one away too easily. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> My hey, I'm just, okay. hey, it's working now. All right, 68 is the next number, and this has to do with his career. You said 68? Yeah. This is touchdowns. It is not touchdowns. Incompletions. Nope. Dang. No way it's interceptions. That would be ridiculous. Um, 68. I have no idea. I'm just going to be honest. Is this related to the draft process or his career? His career. His, like, entire career? Yeah. So is it interceptions? No. 68? Come on, dude. Well, I'm thinking entire career here. He played, He played like, a season and a half. <laughs> um, hey, maybe – I. yeah, that's silly guess. Yeah. Even in high school, there's no way you're going to Alabama if you've thrown. Yeah. yeah I'm out. I'm, Never mind. I'm, I don't know. Fourth quarter – attempts at alabama 68 he threw more attempts at his pro day than he did in the fourth quarter of his entire career holy cow so while at the university of alabama in the fourth quarter he only threw the ball 68 times and this is including like playoff national championship games yes holy cow that's ridiculous yeah so, wow! In his one-hour workout with <laughs> with teams, he threw it more than just you know the 
maybe not as much as the first three quarters, but I mean, it just shows that how good those Alabama teams were. Um, let's not forget like how special that one was two years ago now, like mm-hmm. when obviously Clemson ended up beating them, but man, that team was special and he, he just never had to play the fourth quarter. Yeah. It just, you demolish teams in the first half, you come in the third quarter and you take care of business and it's like, all right, your day's done. That was pretty much it for him. So a kind of a way to do it, honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so that's Trisivia for this week. Bam. Bam. Let's move on to Around the Laces. So we'll just start off with uh, my team. Uh, let's just talk about, you know, Jags, they love to just be a dumpster fire. Um, so let's just get into it. Uh, Yoni Kagakwe, uh decided he had had enough today. He uh, His frustration levels were to an all-time high, and I think it's just because he has no control over it. Uh, I think, honestly, I think a little bit of it is – He's probably upset that a lot of teams aren't trying to trade for him either. I think he knows that. Um, But he goes off saying, Jaguars, enough this back and forth. Let's just move on. And then he just randomly attacks Tony Khan, uh, the owner's son, who is uh, part of the organization, and goes off on him just saying, you told me this and this and blah, 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 and you're a spoiled kid. You don't know anything. And then Tony Khan just takes – takes the high road like doesn't get involved in that stuff and just keeps it to facts and he's just like hey we've appreciated your time and like we wish it could have worked out and if it's not going to we'll wait and we'll get uh the right compensation for you and then you know Nate again goes why don't you guys just trade me already and then <laughs> i think tony khan said something like show me the compensation <laughs> and then we'll make, then we'll talk about it basically saying Nobody's offered us anything for you, so we're not just letting you walk. <laughs> yeah, and, you. the amount that you've been on social media is probably hindering your trade aspect like or your trade value. Which is what he says next. Tony Khan then goes, by the way, this whole fiasco probably isn't helping your, you very much or something like that. Something to those terms. And it was hilarious. I loved every second of it. Uh, let's not forget, I think the Jaguars – botched this completely they should have been able to handle this last offseason got him long-term deal and everything would have been fine they botched it but now i'm actually and it sucks because i've loved yanni kangakwe but over the last month i've very much actually started shifting towards the jaguar side of man this guy is being very difficult to like like very difficult and it's tough Tough to watch, tough to see. I'm sick of seeing the checkered flag. I'm sick of seeing this weekend. He, uh, on Instagram, it was Ronnie Harrison's the safety's uh, birthday. And he said, happy birthday. You're all, you'll are you always be my brother, even though we're going to be on different teams next year. Starting to understand, I'm starting to think that this guy doesn't understand how the franchise tag works. Um, his agent probably should get on the phone with him to make sure he understands that one. And then two, probably tell him to lay off of social media for a little bit because in the end, like, other GMs, there's no way they're liking what this is doing. Like, how this is coming across. GMs are not liking this. And then, I think his agent did talk to him today, because actually about 10 minutes before we started recording, he just tweeted again and said, to whatever team yep. ends up taking me on, you're going to get the most loyal, dedicated, hardest working, blah, 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 something to the effect. And I'm like, you're contradicting half of the shit that you've actually done today. So, uh, hard to see, but I mean, I think that was more of like a agent being like, you're going to write this and you're going to press send. And then you're going to delete Twitter for at least three weeks. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm, 
I'm starting to think that. I would not be surprised if we don't see Yannick Ngakwe tweeting for a while. I mean, that's how it should be. Like, if you're at a point where you're not where you want to be, and the organization is doing its part in trying to trade you, I mean, it is draft week. There is a possibility you are traded this week, or you're traded draft night, or the day before, or the day of. Like, that possibility is very realistic, and if you keep doing this, you're literally shooting yourself in the foot, and it's not going to help you at all. And you're just going to get even more pissed than the fact that you're still there. Let's say he does have to stay in Jacksonville and play on the franchise tag. How how pissed do you think he's going to be? I kind of think he'll try to play hardball and not play, but it's just going to hurt him worse. And here's the thing. The Jags – so here here's my biggest thing, and I've actually been talking to some friends about this today, is – they're going to get a third rounder in compensation for him no matter what, even if he leaves in free agency, right? So yeah. like a second rounder to them, I think that now that he attacked Tony Khan, I think Shad Khan will be petty enough to say, I don't give a fuck about a second round pick. Second or third round pick, it's the same to me. I'm going to hold on to you and make your life miserable just because. Oh, shoot. So I was looking at it. Because I did see that the the Jaguars, excuse me here, are asking for too much. Like, they're wanting too much compensation. And, I mean, that's going to make sense because you see the 49ers literally get the 13th pick for a defensive lineman. And you're looking at Yannick Ngakwe, whose numbers are just as good, if not better. He's, young, he's a younger player, correct? Yeah, yeah. He's only 20, yeah. he's so they're, 45. They're probably looking at top 15 teams, top 20 teams going, hey, just give me your pick. Because that's kind of what happened with Frank Clark last year with the Chiefs. Chiefs had the mid-20, high-20s pick. They said, hey, we'll give it to the Seattle. We'll take Frank Clark because it was a franchise tag and trade deal, you know, tag and trade deal last year for Clark. Comes to Kansas City right around the time of it, the right at the draft. Comes into Kansas City, does all the social media. He's welcomed into the city. It's awesome. But that's probably what... The Jaguars are looking for, and honestly, they might have to settle for like a D4 type deal where you only get a second rounder or a third rounder, and you're just going to have to make the most of it because Yannick, I mean, he's shooting himself in the foot, and he's shooting the organization self in the foot as well with yeah. the, the trade possibilities this close to the draft. Yeah, and so I think that that was kind of his plan, right? Like, I'm going to ex- try to like just make this miserable so nobody wants to give the Jags a lot, but in the same time, it's like, well, the Jags can just hold on to you. And for the record, they also can hold on to you next year too, because your new CBA did not get rid of the double franchise tag. Oh, shoot. So I'm okay. just saying, I'm saying if Shot Khan wanted to be petty enough that you're attacking his son, they literally could franchise tag him back to back years. And there's nothing he could do about it. Age 25 and 26, two prime years for, uh, Edge rusher, I mean, any NFL yep. player at 25-26. But, like, if they wanted to, they could. And I'm saying I would not be surprised if they were like, well, you know what? Second-round pick's not good enough because we're going to get a third no matter what the moment you leave for free agency. What's the <laughs> difference between a second and third-round pick for us? Um, obviously, it's a lot. Like, I'm not saying it, it isn't. I'm just saying to an owner that's upset, he could easily do that. And, by the way, he's a billionaire. Um Billionaires have, have notoriously known how to fuck people over. So um, <laughs> they did not get to where they were without doing that. So um, this playing hardball with probably the wrong person is what I'm getting at for Yannick. In the end, we're going to we're gonna find out. Like, it's going to be really interesting to see. Like, 
clearly, like, you know, like, I've been very vocal on this. Like, I've wanted him to stay. Like, I've been all in on Yannick, and now it's like, okay, it's time for him to go. And now I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I want it to be over with. Like, I'm so done with the Jags being the laughingstock of the league that, like, I just want it to be over with. But I'm also like, no. Like, I'm sick of players forcing their way out of here. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. But also, again, it's on the front front office. Like, it's their fault. They fucked it up. So um, I'm just ready for a new regime to come in at some point and, like, get this turned around. And so, like, players actually want to stay here and be around. And I tweeted out this weekend, like, now that the rumors it about Fournette being on the block, which it's really funny to me that everybody uh, is like, what? Leonard Fournette's on the block? You guys, whoever's been listening to this has heard me bitch about how bad Leonard Fournette is for over several times. This point. Um, but if he is gone and he's not going to get a second contract, no matter what, if he gets traded or not, since 2003, which and why 2003 is because that's when uh, Tom Coughlin left as a as the head coach the very first time. So um, that's kind of when their first run basically ended. Um, they've only signed three first round picks to second year or second contracts. Say that again. They've only signed three players that they drafted in the first round to second contracts. Holy cow. It's 2019. (laughs) So in, or it's 2020, but obviously they haven't had the draft yet. So 16, 16 years worth of drafts and only three of them have gotten second contracts. And one of those is Blake Bortles, who was one year and then released. Holy cow. So Mercedes Lewis and Tyson Alu-Alu. Those are the two players that got second contracts. That's unfreaking real. Yeah. That's how- that's the reason why you might be considered laughing stock in the NFL. I mean, 100%. man, I did not realize that. That's, that's tough. And I think another thing with the Jaguars is, man, they got a lot of people that want to talk. Like Jalen Ramsey loved to talk, Telvin Smith loved to talk, Yannick Ngakwe loved to talk, Leonard Fournette clearly likes to talk as well, Dante and there was a lot of guys talking that all hated Blake Bortles and Tom Coughlin. Those two guys are gone. I think that's why Caldwell and Marone are still there yep. because they're like, hey, we like, we couldn't control that. Like they were they were vocal about clear issues that we probably agree on. They just they didn't handle it professionally, and we got to move on. Because I heard an interview the other day with Joe Schobert. He comes on and goes, the main reason why he picked the Jaguars wasn't because that they offered him the most money. Like, yeah, that's a nice bonus. But they also wanted him to come in and really show the true leadership in a locker room and how to lead a team the right way. Because they didn't feel like they've had that as of recent. And let him come in, make the plays on defense, and let Miles Jack go crazy. That's kind of the reason why they wanted Joe Schobert. So I think the Jaguars are heading in the right direction. I mean, Minshew... We don't know the way he leads yet. If he is going to be a called called upon to lead, like be the true leader of that team, I mean your running back situation. That's for net. But your receiving core, DJ Shark. I mean, dude, he's going to be a real weapon. He was last year, but he's going to continue to develop. This Jaguars team, man, they really are like three or four main pieces away from really figuring this out and competing in the South of the AFC. Yeah, and for me, I'm like, I'm at least happy they're doing it this way, right? Like they're not like halfway in, halfway out. It's like 
it's full on. And I'm fine with that. Like, I really am. Like, start all the way over. Like, this is how they were in 2015, too. Like, and then 2016, they got some good free agents. They obviously drafted very, very well with Ramsey, Yannick, and Miles Jack. And then they end up in 17 getting Boye and Campbell. Like, they built it the correct way. So, um, if they have to do that again and it's another couple years, like, it is what it is. But at least it's not halfway, you know, half, one foot in, one foot out. So, I'm happy about that. All right, enough about enough about the Jags and Yannick. So let's talk about the NFL trial run uh, for the draft today. Um, rumors are it was a kind of a shit show to start <laughs> off. It kind of ended up fine, but it sounded like the first 45 minutes to an hour was very rough. Uh, people saying uh, they were losing bandwidth because their kids were playing on iPads and video games downstairs. Uh GMs not knowing how to mute themselves on Zoom. Uh, one head coach was like, hey, the little like half circle things for the Wi-Fi, I only have two of those. Is that not good enough? And just just a mess. Like it sounded like it was a disaster. It sounded like everybody finally like calmed down and got it. So one, very smart of the NFL to kind of do this trial run to make sure that it is actually going to work. Um, but also I could just see Someone, you know, like Andy Reid yelling, hey, stop playing Call of Duty. That's trying to draft. <laughs> like, the, I, I kind of feel bad for the kids that are going to be in that house. Like, I, OK, I can't occupy myself because you got to be for your job. Like, screw you, dad. I'm going to build my own team right here on Madden. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I can just see some kids being pissed off about that. Or maybe the general managers and coaches are like, you guys got to go. Like, I know we're in quarantine, but, like, go like, go on, a, like, a drive for three days. So, like, get out of the house because this is literally my entire life right here is this weekend of everything you've worked for. It is going to be crazy. I'm really worried that something's going to happen and a team's going to be, like, completely taken off. Like, they're going to be completely disconnected. Something's going to get hacked. Random people are just going to jump in and mess with, you know, certain scouts or general managers or coaches, and it's just going to mess everything up. Yeah. I just wonder who it's going to happen to. Like, what team? I also want to know what general managers didn't know how to mute it, what coaches were yelling at their kids to get off their iPads for the reporter to eventually just hang up the phone. Yeah. It's stuff like that where I want to, like, I want you to call that person out. Not necessarily because I want to make fun of him. I just want to be like, ah, that sucks. Like, of course that coach is dealing with that. Yeah. Because your organization is run like that, too. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, the Browns' new head coach. Got it. Understood. (laughs) Oh, man. But I'm excited. Just a few days away from the draft. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Let's see. What else? There was news that if Henry Ruggs falls into the 20s, falls into the 20s, that the Chiefs, your team, is going to want to trade up. One. That would be dangerous. That would suck for the rest of the league. Uh, two, there's no way in hell he's falling to the 20s. And if he is, there's no way the Jags are passing on him at 20 if they don't take a quarterback or a wide receiver at nine. But what are your thoughts on what if Henry Ruggs was on the Kansas City Chiefs? So first off, I think it's like a huge distraction ploy. Like I think this is the Chiefs' way, the only way of them being able to like, how else are we going to potentially – scare teams to make moves in the draft so people that we truly think will fall to us and can like will so we can get them you know what i mean like a linebacker or a corner a top safety or which one of these guys can fall deep enough for us to actually get 
if teams are scared that we are going to be drafting up to get Henry Ruggs, who is the one of the fastest guys in college football and going in the league next year. And let's say it does happen. I'm just going to be up front. You guys are screwed. Like, you might as well just give us Lombardi back. You're talking end around. You're talking jet sweeps. You're talking all verticals. Just, you're not going to have a fucking answer to it. You thought you could figure out McCole Hardman. He's not a precise route runner yet. Dude's still catching deep balls. Tyree Kills developed his route running. Sammy Watkins, good route runner. Once he catches the ball, you better look out because he's ready to put his shoulder into somebody. Don't forget about flipping Travis Kelsey. And then whatever running back they have coming out of the backfield, they just signed another one. I don't think they're drafting a running back in the first round either. I think they're strictly going defense or they trade back and then go defense again. But if they do go get a Henry Ruggs type player, just give us a Lombardi back again and just cancel next season. We'll, you know, we'll just say the coronavirus. We'll take it back-to-back champs. We'll win the AFC West five times in a row. Thank you so much, and let's go. I wish I could come up with something creative to say, but, I mean, I just don't disagree with you. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the biggest, the biggest question I have is what would his nickname be? I mean, you got Tyree Kill Cheetah. You know what I mean? You got uh, McCole Hardman the Jet, Henry Ruggs. What do we got? You know, what, what are we what are we talking about here? I mean, that's what we'll talk about all off season if that truly happens. <laughs> Can't talk about winning that Lombardi in Tampa. <laughs> We're going back to Florida. <laughs> We're coming back. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and then last bit of news before we get into our mock draft is the Falcons. It sounds like they're like all in on trading up. Uh, they're willing to basically sell the farm to get up in for sure into that top ten, maybe even to that top five. So sounds like they really want either a defensive lineman or a cornerback. So you wonder if it's like, okay, it's got to be like the Derek Brown or CJ Henderson, or do they really go all out and trade everything to say three even and go after Jeff Akuda? Like you wonder how big of a move they're actually willing to make. Let's not forget Dimitrov. He traded, I think it was picked in the twenties up to six. To get Julio Jones. I want to say it was pick 27 to 6. Moving up 21, 20-ish spots. Yeah. I don't I don't remember. I know they drafted, like, the you know, they draft or traded up, excuse me, pretty yeah. high. And I know they gave up, the- they gave up three, including the first of that round. It was end up being three first and two second and a fourth, I think. How do you pronounce their general manager's last name? Is it Dimitrioff? Or- yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay, so Thomas Dimitrioff. Yep. Great guy. We met him at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Uh, he came in the suite and interviewed with the Sick Football guys, Matt Mello and Connor. They had an awesome interview. And there was a point where he goes, hey, we're drafting at 16 for now. And he was saying that back in January. If he's saying that then, he's already, they clearly have their eyes on somebody. I don't think they'll go as high as three. But yeah. let's say Jeff Okuda does fall to like a five or a six. Do the Dolphins are the charge? I mean, the Dolphins probably aren't going to because they're most likely going to be trading up with the Lions so they can get their quarterback. But let's say the Chargers don't want it, the Panthers or the Cardinals, if Jeff Kuda somehow falls that damn far, maybe they do do that. But I think, I mean, honestly, I don't know who they'd be going after. I mean, to me, it's got to be Derek Brown or C.J. Anderson. They fell in love with one of those two. Was Derek Brown was at the Senior Bowl, right? That was Derek Brown? Derek Brown was not. No, Kinlaw was. Who was the uh, the Marlon, Auburn D? Marlon Davidson. Ah, okay, okay, yep. It's definitely not going to be him then. But 
Shoot, I don't know. Is it Kinlaw? Do they are they trading up for Kinlaw? I don't know. Like that's that's the fun part, man. I'm super excited to see. Like it's it'll be cool. I mean, if somehow let's just say Lions fell in love with Isaiah Simmons and they went him, and then uh, at three, then the four, let's say the Giants take an offensive lineman. Now you're at five. Let's say five. It all of a sudden it turns into two, uh, six. It like obviously the Chargers don't need one because now you're at seven and Akuda's there. I think the Panthers. Sorry, I had to think of who was at seven. Panthers get just a king's ransom. I think somebody like the Jags or the Falcons trade everything to move up to seven. I really do. For Jeff Akuda. For Jeff Akuda. Wow. I, I could see the Jags giving up 920 and one of next year's first rounders to move up two spots. Holy shit. Just to move up two spots. To get to Jeff Akuda, yes. I mean, I'm not saying that I would do that, but I could see them falling in love. Would with you him. rather make that trade for Isaiah Simmons or Jeff Akuda? Uh, me? That's a good question. Um. I mean, I guess it depends on what team you're talking about. Okay. Um, I, I mean, guess I was just going to say either way off the player. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's different for me. Um, I think I'd probably give up more for... Let's say you're you're trading with the Chargers at six for Isaiah Simmons or Jeff Akuta. Yeah, but what team am I is what I'm asking. The Jaguars. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were talking about me being the Jags or who. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. For, if it was the Jags, for sure, Jeff Akuda. Because I think that what Simmons does is, I mean, they already have two linebackers, so then all of a sudden you have to play him at safety. Um, is he going to be more that Ronnie Harrison type than what do you do with Ronnie Harrison? And I'm not saying Ronnie Harrison is as good as Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons is a freak athlete and would be better. But, like, that's actually a position that I think the Jags feel comfortable with is strong safety. So, all of a sudden, linebacker and strong safety are two things that Jags – actually are solidified at, and it's, that's not not very many things they are. So mm-hmm. for me, it's Jeff Akuda. Dang, love it. So uh, I'm sure you guys have probably heard some background noise. I just had the cops and a helicopter fly by my place. I think Teresa's dogs just barked. Of yep. course, the one time we decided to go freaking live or post it on YouTube, everything's got to make noise outside the windows. Like, just give us a damn break here. I know. I know. I'm looking at my dog right now being like, hey, shh, be quiet. <laughs> She's like, yo. Can you let me back in? <laughs> oh, yes. It's been right. about 15 minutes since i seen you, man. What, what's going on? Did you forget about me? I'm here. I'm here. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's get to it. So yeah. it's obviously draft week. Everybody and, you know, their grandmas are doing mock drafts. Um, they're always fun. I find myself looking at mock drafts for hours on every single day, just wanting to see, like, what creative things people have and all that. Um, so we decided to do our own, and – to say we got creative is probably an understatement, um, but well, you know what? I think it's I think it was a lot of fun. It took us almost two full days, yeah, hours each day, not like twenty minutes each day. It was it was a lot of work, but um, it made it so I was super excited for today's episode. So, I mean, should we just get into it at this point? Yeah, let's go. Number one on the clock, <coughs> I'll go Cincinnati Bengals. I wish if we could what what we've never done this what before. yeah exactly huh? so, all right I'm gonna go first because I made the pick 
So we tried to do every other pick. If there were trades, we tried to do the picks with like ones we owned. And so like sometimes we're going to be picking multiple in a row just because of trades. But anyways, it started out as every other. So I started out, no surprise, Joe Burrow, LSU quarterback to the Cincinnati Bengals. No surprise there. Anybody that has anything other than that, they're just trying to get too cute. Yep. Number two, the Redskins taking Chase Young, edge out of Ohio State. That's just kind of another dub pick up to number three. So everybody knows that we made a lot of draft trades here. So you would expect us to have a trade here. No, we do not have a trade here. We have the Detroit Lions still taking Jeff Akuda because that is their guy. No matter what, they're not going to risk it. They're not going to go down to five and risk somebody trading up to four to end up taking Jeff Akuda. They're making sure they get their guy. Yep. Number <laughs> five or no. You're back up with number four. Excuse I am me. back Look up. Look at that. Four, which means we have a trade. The New York Giants trade pick number four to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for pick 14, 45, one night, or sorry, 139, and a 2021 second round pick. So again, pick 14, pick 45, which is this year's second rounder. Pick 139 and next year's second round pick. So what do the Bucks do? They are going to protect Tom Brady, their key asset. And they are going to get who they believe is the best offensive tackle. And that is Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. Boom. You got to protect Tom Brady. That's your new asset. You got to make it happen. Up number five is the Miami Dolphins. They're going to take a quarterback here, but not the guy that a lot of you are probably thinking Justin Herbert out of Oregon. I think they're falling in love with this kid. Big, tall, strong-armed guy. You want to talk about the Patriot way with Flores, excuse me, the head coach of the Dolphins? Hey, that might transition to Miami. We don't need an injured-prone quarterback that we've seen only play a year and a half, throw 68 passes in the fourth quarter. A lot of the time he wasn't playing because they were up so much or due to an injury. Let's go ahead and get a guy that, you know, really developed, really became the leader of that school and that team and it kind of helped them grow and get them back on the map. We're taking Justin Herbert at five and we're ready to rock and roll, baby. I like it. I mean, I, I felt like I was one of the earlier ones on saying I think that the Dolphins take Herbert. I said it as we were at the Senior Bowl, actually. So uh, I like to see that you're finally jumping on that wagon. We'll see if we're <laughs> right or wrong in a few days. Um, you're actually up for the next couple picks, though. Yeah, the Chargers up at number six, and uh, let me tell you, if this happens, this is going to be scary if that entire defense can stay healthy. But Isaiah Simmons going to the Los Angeles Chargers, you talk about a big-name kid, you're getting him at number six, you're going to that organization, that defense is absolutely terrifying. Bosa, James, now you add in Simmons, holy smokes, Ingram, these guys are not messing around. They are ready to play some damn defense in AFC West with some pretty prominent offenses. Yeah. And then go anything you want to add? No, just that that would I I would be scared of that defense. That's uh them and the Ravens are defense one and two in the NFL if this happens. Absolutely. Uh, number seven, the Carolina Panthers. A trade was offered from the Cleveland Browns to trade up from pick ten. They offered ten seventy four and pick one fifteen. I said nah. We need an interior defensive lineman. We're taking Derek Brown, top 10 talent out of Auburn. We need to help the interior defense. Our secondary is growing. It's getting better. Our linebackers, we just lost Keekly, But, hey, we can find another one in the later rounds here. 
So we decided to take Derek Brown out of Auburn. Trace, you're up with the Cardinals at nine. Or eight, yeah. excuse me. At eight, yeah. And so the Cardinals, they are actually going to take a cornerback, the second corner off the board. They are going to take C.J. Henderson out of Florida. A lot of people might be uh, surprised by this. They uh, took Byron Murphy last year in the second round with pick 33. They obviously have uh, Patrick Peterson, but uh, Patrick Peterson's not getting any younger, and that that just division is just deadly. I mean, you may not think that they have amazing wide receivers there, but they just have like every team just has multiple weapons where I think you need to be able to slow them down. And with how good that offense is going to be, I think that the, I think Kingsbury just goes defense heavy in this draft. I think their offense is pretty much set at this point. So I'm going to take CJ Henderson at pick eight. Yep, I wouldn't be surprised, though, and we can do this back and forth here, maybe like another possibility of a pick. I could see them going offensive line just to sure up a tackle, but I think they'll be fine. I like your your reasoning on the defensive side of the ball, but you're back up, man, with the the Jaguars. I am, and no trade offer here, and I kind of went outside of the box here. I've actually never mocked this guy to the Jags ever, even in – just for fun, but I, I think that he would just be a perfect compliment to DJ Chark, which you talked about earlier, and that's C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. I think his size is just a perfect thing with the speed that Chark has and then the quickness that uh, Westbrook has, uh, D.D., so I think that, that would be a great three wide receiver combo plus uh you got conley still as the number four they obviously released marquise lee today uh not breaking news i've been saying that for months that that was going to happen um you save five million dollars hey go pay a top 10 pick wide receiver that much money yep absolutely and man you're up again three times in a row i am and let's see we had a trade offer here the falcons offered pick 16 and 78 for pick 10 that was declined, and we took Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle out of Stanford, to the Cleveland Browns. They got to protect Baker Mayfield. They got to get somebody that so they can run on that left side of the line with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, and we think that Andrew Thomas is going to be that guy. And there are rumors that all of a sudden Andrew Thomas is actually rumored to be the top offensive lineman on a lot of teams' boards. So that's a hell of a steal for the Browns then. The Jets are up next at pick 11, and I had them go in receiver, Jerry Judy. This is kind of what we mocked last week as well. But, hey, I really think the Jets go receiver here. I know a lot of people say offensive line. They got some depth at offensive line this frequently. They didn't get any big namers, but they got enough guys where I think they can come in and fight for that position. Or maybe you get a tackle here in the later rounds. But – you need targets for Sam Darnold. You're limited there. You didn't have much to offer him last year. You just lost Robbie Anderson, your speed guy. Let's get a dude in here who runs crisp routes, has been compared to OBJ. We've seen him at MetLife. Let's see him back in MetLife for the green and the Jets. Jerry Judy from Alabama here for the Jets. I love it. I almost picked him at nine, and I just wanted to be a little creative, and I think this is a perfect fit for Sam Darnold. I really do. I think this would be awesome. Uh, pick 12, we have a trade, and this is probably one of our bigger trades. So the Eagles trade up from pick 21 to 12, and they give the Eagles pick, obviously, 21, and then a 2021 first-rounder. So just two picks, and that gets them another deal. For the Raiders, their, my thought was, hey, they probably have enjoyed having multiple first-round picks the last couple of years, 
by doing this, you get the same leeway next year. You're going to have multiple yep. first round picks again. Um, and so what do I do with the Eagles? And that is, let's take Henry Ruggs. Let's get another weapon for Carson Wentz. Uh, DJX is only going to be there for one more year. Uh, so you might say, why? They already have DJX, kind of the same type of thing of the speedster. But I think Henry Ruggs is very tough and can do a lot of other things. And let's not forget how beat up this wide receiver core was with Jackson obviously getting older. Alshon Jeff was hurt. Like they were running mm-hmm. with Greg Ward, uh, you know, a college quarterback from Houston. Mm-hmm. And he yep. was their number one wide receiver. Uh, Arthega Whiteside last year, second round pick out of Stanford. He kind of. He started heating up at the end of the year, but really was a disappointing rookie year. So uh, I think that they're just like, one, know what? This offense is going to be ran by Miles Sanders, Henry Ruggs, and Carson Wentz. Those are going to be our three weapons for years to come. Don't forget Zach Ertz either. But I think this this pick makes a lot of sense, especially where Doug Peterson is from. He's from that coach Andy Reid, you know, tree. What do they have in Kansas City? Tyree Kill. Doug Peterson can, you know, install that into his offense flawlessly. Jim Nagy, he has some speed with Tariq Cohen. He's kind of had some fun with him in Chicago. You get this guy to the Eagles, I think it's going to be a lot of fun there. Man, you're up again, actually. I am. Too many trades at this point. Another <laughs> trade. Division rival from the Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys move up. They're saying, hey, Eagles, you're not going to take all the, the spotlight here. I'm, I'm Jerry Jones. I, I, I invented the spotlight. So I'm going <laughs> to trade up and go pick 17, 82, and 179 to move up four spots with the 49ers. And the Cowboys are going to take who I believe is the second best cornerback in this draft, and that is Christian Fulton. I love this kid. Uh, he, you know, CJ Henderson's right underneath him. Like, I kind of think it's those three, and then everybody else drops down. But I do like Fulton more. And you obviously lost Byron Jones, and so why not recover from that and get an LSU stud and be able to feel like your defense doesn't lose a beat by by drafting another stud cornerback. Yep, absolutely. The Bucks. They're originally supposed to pick here, but with the trade of the Giants, the Giants are now here at this pick at pick. 15 or 16 excuse me and 14. uh 14 oh my gosh excuse me pick 14 here i'm looking at the the columns on the left side that's where i got a little confused there if you want to hear my excuse but the giants a lot of people have them you know picking a tackle at pick four um and sometimes people have been you know kind of mocking Mert Wirfs, excuse me, Tristan Wirfs to this position, they get him right here at pick 14 out of Iowa, the offensive tackle. So you trade back, you get an extra picks, you, uh, you get a second and a third rounder, you have more to deal with in the draft if you want to come up and get someone again, but now you're getting that offensive tackle for Daniel Jones. I think this is awesome for them. You trade back and you still get a position of need right here in the middle of round one. Yeah, so this was one of my favorite picks because, again, they get who I was going to mock for him anyways at four, but they get him at 14. You get a second this year, a second next year, and then what is that, a fourth or fifth rounder later this year as well. Mm-hmm. And you just load it up on extra picks, and you still get the same guy 10 picks later. Awesome for them. That's a steal for the Giants. Absolutely. The Broncos are up here at number 15, and they've actually traded it away to the Saints. The Saints offered pick 24, 139, if I can read 130, excuse me, and then a second rounder for next year. And there's a name that we haven't said yet, a quarterback. Tua Tungabailoa is 
going to the Saints right here at 15. I think the Saints are, I said this last episode, and I truly believe it. The Saints, their their team looks good. I don't think they have like really a huge need in any area on their team, really. I think they just need to get everything working in the playoffs for them to find success under the damn Super Bowl and not getting screwed over back to back to back to back. So you get your quarterback of the future. You get to build that with one of the best receivers in the league, a dominant defense, a secondary that you're building as well. I think the Saints trading up for Tua here. They don't have to jump as high because I remember last episode I said, hey, this is kind of what the Chiefs did. They had Alex Smith. I'm not comparing Alex Smith to Drew Brees. But I am saying, like, hey, you realize Drew Brees probably isn't going to be there next year. So we're going to go ahead and take Tua right here for our future. He's been compared to Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going to be a great leader for him. They already have somewhat of a relationship. I think this is a freaking home run for the Saints if this is to happen for them. Yes, Tua does fall a little bit further in our mock. So if the Saints really want him, I think they would trade up. But, I mean, this thinking about it, Dwayne Haskins, he was a guy that kind of fell to this position last year as well. Just some teams have other areas of need that they don't want to trade back and miss out on the guy that they really want just so you can come up and get a quarterback, especially if you're the Saints and you've had success multiple years in a row here. I think this is awesome for the Saints and two going forward for their franchise. Yeah, absolutely. And again, 2021 second rounder and then a fifth rounder to move up. Uh, that's that's solid for the Saints. Didn't have to give up too much. Obviously not a second rounder this year because I don't even think they have a second round pick this year. So they don't. Uh, yeah. So very good for the Saints. I think I, they didn't have to give up too much. And then obviously the Broncos, though, they, they're feeling like, hey, the guy that we want can fall later. Plus, we're we're getting more picks. Uh, I mean, the Broncos probably don't feel like they're that far away. They took second in that division last year. I think that they're yep. like, hey, we're close. We also added Melvin uh, Gordon. You know, I think that they, they're feeling a lot more comfortable than a lot of other people realize. Yep. Um, so pick, uh, who is this? 16 for the Falcons. So if you remember, Falcons tried to trade up to 10. Uh, Brown said, no, thank you. We're going to take our guy, Andrew Thomas. So the Falcons. They are going to add another defensive edge rusher opposite of Dante Fowler, and that is going to be Kayla LeVon Chason. So get out of LSU. I think he'll be a perfect fit there for that kind of number two defensive end. Doesn't have all the pressure on him. That's going to be Dante Fowler. That's going to be uh, Garrett up the middle. So, I mean, he might be able to be one of those rookies that come up with nine, nine, ten sacks, and you just don't even realize how good he is. Yep. He got overlooked a lot just due to coming back from an injury. Uh, I think that's great for the Falcons. Up next are the Cowboys. Uh, they traded the up, you know, remember to, with the 49ers, they traded up to 13. Then they got Christian Fulton at corner. So now the Falcons, are, excuse me, the 49ers are back up. Hey, we've lost Eric Armstead. We don't have a receiver here. We're willing to trade back. We don't want to reach for a corner at this position. Let's go ahead and get Javon Kinlaw, a top 10 talent who's been projected at that. Very good. Let's get that replacement. Let's keep our defensive line going. That was a huge strength for us last year. And let's just kind of keep that going. A lot of 49ers fans probably are not going to like another first-round defensive lineman. But you got this guy falling to you at 16 after trading back. I think that's a good spot to be in. Excuse me, 17. Yeah, so I thought the same thing. Like When you made this pick, I was like, man, another defensive lineman. But I'm like, but you want to know what? He's a freaking good talent and you got all these you got extra picks right like with them not have they had two first rounders and then they don't have another one till the fifth round so like getting you know 82 and 179 i mean you're getting extra picks there where if you can and you know 
we'll see. Like the up 31 still, maybe you trade that and like we'll see from there. But I think that this defensive line now doesn't skip a beat. So like that might have been a worry. So like, I mean, to me, it was like, do you need an extra defensive lineman? Do you need a cornerback? And do you need another wide receiver? Those are the three needs for the 49ers. Other than that, they're stacked. You just solved that. So now it's like, okay, I need wide receiver and cornerback. That's all I need the rest of this draft. Yep. All right, let's move on to number 18, the Dolphins. Uh, As we all know, Dolphins picked at number five. You took Justin Herbert for them, so they got their quarterback. Now let's replace the left tackle, and that is Mekhi Becton from Louisville. So a lot of people have him as a top 11, 12 pick. Want to know what? He is uh, still there at 18, and now you just got that. So in the Dolphins' eyes, they probably just got two players with – what top 12 grades and yeah they had, and they haven't had to make a tra- make a trade yet so that's fantastic yep dolphins are winning this draft great for them you know i just kind of put it in my mind of like hey we just had some failed drug test rumors come out from that guy be- or um for becton here and through the draft process of the combine maybe he does fall a little bit the dolphins hey they've had experience at <laughs> drafting a guy with marijuana issues in the past and it kind of worked out for him pretty well so this is why they're here in the first round let's go ahead and get that replacement and trace yeah. you are up with the raiders at 19 i see why you gave me that look all of a sudden because i made because that was your pick so i apologize as, as i'm looking at you like why are you making why are you looking at me dude my bad. I apologize. Um, I'm just listening. So, yeah, you're just you're just here to listen. <laughs> pick 19. The Raiders are on the clock. They traded 12 to get more picks, so they're going to still pick again at 21. And then they now next year they have another first round pick. So at 19, they get a weapon. They get an offensive weapon. We talked about this last last episode about how they're the only team that doesn't really have a lot of weapons to scare a defense. Uh, they get a guy that I've been actually tweeting a lot about this last week that I think he's just getting overlooked. He would be wide receiver one in last year's class in 2018, 2017, 2016. He probably would have been number two behind uh, Michael Thomas. And then 2015, it's kind of up in that air where you have guys like Amari Cooper and those type of guys. So yep. that's when it gets a little foggy, but at least the last four rounds or four years of drafts he would have been either wide receiver one or wide receiver two and now he's considered wide receiver four to a lot of people here and i think he's going to be a steal and at 19 it is justin jefferson wide receiver out of lsu and i think that's a huge pick for their offense and it kind of sticks to what mayock and green want they want true leadership from winning teams they did that last year with clemson now they're doing it with lsu hey let's get some guys in here that we know know how to win and knows what it takes and have that mindset and justin jefferson right here in the middle of round one hell of a pick yeah i love it all right pick number 20 jacksonville jaguars psych trade offer comes in and accepted from the minnesota vikings they offer not pick 22 that they have. They're going to offer 25 and 58. 25 and 58 for picks 20 and 73 of the Jags. So basically to move up five spots, they're giving up 20 slots from round two to round three. So instead of having a late round two, they're just having an early round three pick to move up these five slots. So uh, they obviously got rid of Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have they have a wide receiver or a cornerback need, but I think that they really want to get another wide receiver with Adam Thielen. And they are going to take Denzel Mims, the wide receiver 
out of Baylor. I think that they are going to be just fascinated by how athletic this guy is and saying, okay, we have the sure-handed guy in Thielen that can just run routes all day, every day. Let's get the dude that may be able to do freakish things that nobody else on this team can do. Absolutely. I love that pick. And man, you're, you're up again. I mean, maybe you should just take this one since I took one of yours. So go ahead. Okay. So the Eagles, they had traded up earlier with the Raiders. Now it is the Raiders up again. They just took Justin Jefferson. You know what we're going to do? We're moving to Vegas. We've heard the guys from Talking Football say, hey, we probably should have traded Derek Carr. We didn't do it. We missed out on the opportunity. Damn it. We need something to be excited about. We see a guy in our division named Patrick Mahomes tearing it up. Face of the league right now. Leading the league in jersey sales. Not sure if you knew that. He is over Tom Brady now. This dude is literally the face of the NFL. He's on the face of Madden. Who's a guy who wants to be just like him? Tries to model his game after it. It's Mr. Jordan Love out of Utah State. That's who the Raiders are taking here after the trade with the Eagles. So now they got a top receiver who Treese has just mentioned is top receiver from the last two drafts is what he would have been at. So the Raiders get a steal there, and now they get the quarterback for their future. They probably could have gone corner here, but you know what? We're moving to Vegas. John Gruden wants his own guy. Let's go ahead and get him groomed for a year. Let's see if he can get accustomed to this. Uh, I heard an interview the other day where his trainer, Jordan Palmer, just raved about him. You know, he grew up in a tough situation, a tough family life. He had to grow up really fast and be the man of the house and care for his younger siblings. He then goes to college. He's super smart. He can rattle off plays really well. You can tell him two plays that are going to be huge off decision-making on what he sees, and he can make it happen at the line of scrimmage. John Gruden is going to freaking love that. You know, you go up there with XY2 banana or whatever the hell it is, and, you know, John Gruden will be like, ah, come on, man. I can't do the voice very well, but you get what I'm trying to say here. So you get a young guy that's smart, has a strong arm, and can understand your plays. John Gruden's going to love this dude if he interviewed well here, especially if they're trading with the Eagles. I love this for the Raiders. As do I. Absolutely love it. They've now killed this first round as well. Getting an extra pick in first rounder next year, plus getting their guy at wide receiver and their guy at quarterback. Raiders steals. Yep. And uh, shoot, look at me. I'm up again with the Vikings. So they just traded um, up, but they were able to keep this pick mainly because a little middle air on my end. Maybe I should have requested this later pick. But, hey, do you know what? Here are the Vikings. They just got a receiver as well, a pretty big-bodied receiver in Denzel Mims. Tracy mentioned corner. Hey, that's where they're going right here. Jeff Gladney at a TCU. I don't feel like they're necessarily reaching too much. They might be a little bit, but I think this is great for them. Kind of towards the middle end of round one, you're able to get a receiver and a corner, which is what you desperately need. Positions you lost a lot this offseason. We talked about Stephon Diggs, but, man, they lost quite a bit out of their secondary as well. So this is huge for the Vikings. I loved it. I actually considered him with the Cowboys pick when they traded up for Christian Fulton. I considered Jeff Gladney. So I absolutely love that pick. Patriots, nothing surprising here if you've listened to us. I've had A.J. Epinesa, just a perfect fit for that defense for a super long time. I'm going to stick to it. A.J. Epinesa, just going to end up being an all-pro with the New England Patriots, I'm sure. Most definitely. I think it's going to be great for them. I mean, you've you've raved about what you compare him to, Kyle Van Noy type player, right? Is that who you've been kind of comparing him uh, to? Trey Flowers. Trey, excuse me. Holy smokes. 
definitely different players. But, I mean, that's huge for them, though. That's great for the Patriots, and, of course, they're getting stronger on defense. Uh, I'm up next with the Broncos. The Saints traded up to get their quarterback of the future. The Broncos are sitting here with, you know what, we didn't really have a receiver sitting there. We didn't want to reach on a defensive guy, so we trade back. Kenneth Murray is sitting right here in our lap. Let's go ahead and get some speed, some coverage ability at linebacker, and let's bolster that defense even more. You got great edge rushers. You lost Derek Wolf, so your interior pressure is not as much. But, man, you got a great linebacker here that can cover. This is awesome for the Broncos and the future of their defense. Best player available. So I yep. love it. I'm up again. I don't know why I'm getting quiet over here. So the Jaguars, here we go. They had traded earlier with the Vikings. The Jaguars have moved back. We're going to go edge from Penn State. Excuse me if I botch this name. Yotur Gross Matos. Close enough for me. Let's Close go with enough. it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it correctly. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm All right, there we go. Well, that is it. The Jaguars, they are getting their edge presence after losing Yannick Ikengakwe. That was a name looking at. I didn't think I'd ever be able to pronounce. Thankfully, if our trees say it enough, I fucking figured it out. Excuse me for dropping an F-bomb. I don't even care. It's my podcast. We're on YouTube. Let's freaking do it. So yep. we've lost one confusing name to pronounce and got an even harder one. Let's just hope the productivity is the same because this is going to be great for the Jaguars. Just mix, like, you know, just trade and replace whatever you want to say. The Jaguars are doing good. I'm just going to keep talking because I'm back up again with the Dolphins. Uh, the Bengals have actually made a trade here. And uh, bow, 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 pretty big trade. The, the Miami Dolphins go, do you know what? Just send us Joe Mixon and pick 65. Oh, my gosh. I'm wrong here. Is this right? Is this how you made this offer? So yes. Joe Mixon was offered for pick 65 and pick 26. No, Joe Mixon in 65 for 26. There we go. So Miami's got the running back, so they're not going there. Bengals are back into the first round, and they're going to take an interior offensive lineman, center out of Michigan, Cesar Ruiz. Maybe we should have gone running back here to replace the guy we just lost. No, we're going to build up our offensive line for, uh, oh my gosh, Mr. Joe Burrow. I don't know why that name just slipped my mind real quick, but we're going to protect Joe Burrow. We did it last year. Our tackle got injured. He's coming back. Now we have interior offensive line. We have the edge and the interior protected. Our defense is getting better. We lost a running back, but, hey, we have a pretty underrated receiving core. You can get a running back at a later round. I think this is awesome for the Bengals. Joe Mixon starting to make noise, wants to be paid, threatening to sit out. I guess he hasn't learned his lesson on how this has been working out for other guys. I mean, literally Melvin Gordon just did it and was like, I wish I wouldn't have done it. Joe Mixon's like, screw it. I'm going to do it now. Bengals go, nope, you're going to Miami, enjoy it, and we're going to take an interior offensive lineman. Yeah, so this one I'm sure will get a lot of heat. A lot of people will say, why? Like, why would I do this? But here's my thinking on it. Is Joe Mixon, I think, is a top five running back in the league. He was the AFC leading rusher two years ago. Last year, the, their offensive line was just so beat up, they just couldn't do anything. Um, but, <clears throat> excuse me, there are rumors that the Bengals love uh, Travion Williams, who they took last year out of uh, Texas A&M. So the, it sounds like that's why I did not have them taking a quarterback here, or sorry, a quarterback, a running back here is because I think that they're okay with that and are okay with taking another guy in the later rounds. So get that offensive line even better. So what you're doing is you're getting rid of Joe Mixon for a running back that you already like that's already on your roster so you can get an offensive lineman to protect 
that number one overall pick in Joe Burrow. So that was my thinking there. Obviously, yeah, it's it's a lot to give up, but like we've seen crazy things before. So that's my thought is he's still young enough. Uh, he hasn't had a ton of wear and tear on his body just throughout his career. So he can get, just like how Christian McCaffrey did, get that deal done now. And so that second contract really isn't going to be that late in his career. Awesome. Uh, next up, Seattle Seahawks. They are going to take Josh Jones, the offensive tackle out of Houston. I mean, it's no surprise that uh, this team desperately needs offensive linemen and defensive linemen. So why not just take an offensive lineman there? So let's just do that, and they should be good. I think that's great for them. Up next is the Baltimore Ravens, and we're just going to add to our defense here. We're going to put a guy up next to uh, – Oh, my God, why am I blanking on names today? We're going to put a guy up next to Earl Thomas. We're going to get a safety that we really love for our future, Xavier McKinney. The Chargers did offer a trade-up here. They offered pick 37, 71, and a fifth-rounder for next year to move up to this pick. Seahawks said, nah, we're going to go ahead and take Xavier McKinney. Or, excuse me, the Ravens said, no, we're going to take Xavier McKinney, and we're going to roll with this defense that we have. It's going to be awesome. They probably could take a linebacker here, but I really like Xavier McKinney instead. I like that. All right. Next one is going to be Patrick Queen. He's fallen all the way to 29. The Tennessee Titans are going to end up stealing him and just get that defense even better. Frable's going to obviously love this kid, so why not? Patrick Queen from LSU to the Tennessee Titans. I hate it. Fuck the Titans, and I'm upset. I hear it completely. Up next is the Packers at 30. They desperately need a linebacker. This is We saw them struggle with this in the NFC Championship game. They're going to go right here, Zach Bond. Murray and Queen are both gone. Let's go ahead and get Zach Bond, linebacker out of Wisconsin, a guy that we think can come in, plug up the middle, and just roll with it. I think this is great for the Packers. Yeah, after losing Martinez, I totally agree. So I yep. love that pick. Uh, next up, the 49ers. They're going to take a wide receiver that I love, and that's Brad Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver out of Arizona State. So now they have gotten their defensive lineman. They've gotten now their wide receiver. Now all they have to really worry about is cornerback in the rest of this draft. Love that for the 49ers. That's great for them. And, dude, you're back up again. I am. So I made a trade with the Kansas City Chiefs. I give up pick 34 and 75 as the Colts to, for pick 32 to get into that first round so I can have that fifth-year option. So the Colts are on the clock, and what do they do? They take a surprising pick here, and that is going to be Jalen Hurts, wide or almost said wide receiver, yikes, uh, quarterback out of Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts, he's rising up draft boards, and I think that with all this being Zoom calls, teams are falling more and more in love with him. Oh, absolutely. He's got a great leadership mentality. We, If you followed him on social media, on Instagram, this dude was going to doing full workouts in the weight room, still in his like pants, his football pants that he just played in, doing full workouts after a game. I think this is a huge leadership aspect for the Colts. I think this trade switch is a real possibility for the Chiefs and the Colts. There's a relationship there with Ballard and Veach and those organizations. I think this is awesome for them. And, dude, you're up again to start off the second round. I am. And everybody, we know that we're kind of getting high on time right now. We're at about an hour now, so we might do a little bit more rapid fire here for this second round. So, number two, the Bengals are on the clock. They've already taken their quarterback, and they've obviously took an offensive lineman with the trade up. Now they are going to take a defensive end, and that's Julian Okwara out of the Notre Dame. 
bit of a surprise name for some people, but I really love this kid. I think that this guy is going to be a very, very good uh, NFL defense end. That's awesome. And the Chiefs, they just made that trade with the Colts. They're up here at number 34. I'm going to go ahead and explain this just because they would have. this would have been their first-round pick here. Uh, they're going to take Grant Delpit, the safety out of LSU. You're going to put him in the backfield with Honey Badger, a kid who's from LSU and knows how to motivate his team. That was the thing with Grant Delpit last year. A lot of people were wondering, why did he have such a great junior year, but not or the year before, but not this previous season? What was wrong? Honey Badger is going to figure that out and get it rolling. This is a hard-hitting safety. He's got good size and strength. The Chiefs love Daniel Sorensen, this guy could potentially be that replacement. He could come in the box and play. He's not afraid to run up and make a tackle. I think this is going to be awesome for that Chiefs defense if this is what they do. This is great for them moving forward. That's going to be it for the Chiefs. This defense is going to be stellar. Yeah, I love that. The student becomes the teacher, basically. He was the student yep. with Patrick Peterson. I love it. All right, uh, pick 35, a guy you talked about earlier. Uh, Lions, they, they obviously took Akuda earlier. They still need defensive line help, and they're going to take Marlon Davidson, defensive lineman out of Auburn. We watched him at the Senior Bowl. He absolutely wrecked it day one and then called it, called it a week. Uh, he's like, I'm done. I proved my point. And uh, he played defensive end in college, but he gained some weight to make it so he could play defensive tackle. So I know they took uh, Shelton already in free agency, but now you got a you got a young stud there in the defensive line. It's going to be great for them. Up next is the Giants at pick 36, and they're going to take Terrell Lewis and Edge out of Alabama. You went ahead and got your offensive tackle of the future. Let's go ahead and get some defensive pressure on these opposing teams in the East, and let's get to it with Mr. Lewis right here on the edge. I think this is great for the Giants. Trace, you're up with the Chargers, dude. Yeah, I love that pick. Uh, Chargers, I tried to trade up earlier. You declined that. Guess what? Their guy failed to him anyway, so it doesn't even matter. They didn't have to give up anything. And that is going to be Jacob Eason, the quarterback out of Washington. Uh, I think that the Chargers are just saying, one, know what? This is a guy that clearly needs a year. So why not? Now Tyrod Taylor knows there's no pressure of something like Baker Mayfield happening to him again. This this kid is not ready to play. This is your team in 2020. That's awesome. Uh, that would have been crazy if I would have accepted that trade for the Chargers because that would have been we would have had four quarterbacks go in the first round. Yes. Look at that. Right. No, five. That would have been five. That would have been five. Hey, look at that math. Getting smart here. Uh, the Panthers are up next. They went ahead and took an interior defensive lineman in the first round. Now we're going to go corner. This guy is falling. If you're looking at a lot of other mocks or what a lot of other people are saying, he's been projected as a first rounder. He falls to 38. Jalen Johnson, the cornerback out of Utah. Uh, this is a great day if you're the freaking Carolina Panthers. You got your interior defensive lineman, and now you got a corner. You're ready to rock and roll, man. Yeah, I almost picked him at 33 with the Bengals. I was very close. Uh, 39, Dolphins back on the clock, and they take Lloyd Cushenberry, the offensive lineman out of interior offensive lineman out of LSU. Get another offensive lineman in there. You got to protect your your asset in Justin Herbert. So there you go. Yep, there. I mean, dude, there you, you got your quarterback, an offensive tackle, a running back, and now an interior offensive lineman. Hey, that's going to be great for them. Lloyd Christianberry, a guy who's really starting to rise. The Texans are up next. They've made a stupid trade. Bill O'Brien is just messing everything up. We're right here in the second round, though. We're going to go after T. Higgins, receiver out of Clemson. Let's hope he's just as good as the last guy you got from Clemson, though. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, the Browns are back on the clock, and a lot of Browns fans are wanting Isaiah Simmons to fall to 10 just as a dream. Not going to happen. So I'm still going to give you guys a linebacker here, and that is going to be Jordan Brooks, a linebacker out of Texas Tech. This kid can be a stud. He's not going to be an Isaiah Simmons, but it's going to be a guy that you guys can trust, and you guys have obviously lost a lot of linebackers in free agency this year. Yep. Up next is the Jaguars at pick 42, and they're going to take a safety out of Minnesota, Antone Winfield. Uh, I think this is going to be great for them. They've really helped themselves out this draft. Tracer, do you approve of this pick for your team? Yeah, I think they have bigger needs, but I love Antoine Winfield as a player. So like having him and Harrison in the backfield would be awesome, and I would not be mad about that. I do. I don't think that safety is the biggest need, but again. Maybe you just go best player available because now you have another second round pick later in because of that Vikings trade earlier. So don't mind it at all. The Bears first pick that they have this year um, and they are going to take a cornerback and they are going to take A.J. Terrell out of Clemson. This guy is actually getting a lot of buzz for being a first rounder. And we were actually were trying to get him up into the first round and it just never fell like it just couldn't. We couldn't find a spot for him. I mean, like you said, we couldn't find a spot for Jalen Johnson either. And so we have some very good corners falling to the first half of the second round. Yeah, this is going to be great for a lot of these teams. The Colts are up here at 44. The Jets did make an offer for pick 48 and 120. The Colts said, nope, we need a big-bodied receiver. All right? We have T.Y. Hilton. We have Mr. Campbell out of Ohio State. Let's go get our big guy, Chase Claypool. All right, this is a guy who can play in the slot, potentially tight end. This is going to be awesome for that team, especially with uh, your future quarterback, Jalen Hurts, going from there. That's going to be a nice, reliable target in the middle of the field if it comes down to needing it. It absolutely will be. All right, the Giants are on the clock from the Bucks trade earlier. So it's supposed to be the Bucks pick, but Giants now on the clock. Uh, you traded down. You obviously still got Wirfs. You're still needing a linebacker. A lot of Giants fans want Isaiah Simmons. I'm going to give you another linebacker, and I'm going to give you Malik Harrison, the linebacker out of Ohio State. I think that this kid is being underrated. I think that there's just some really good linebackers in this year's class that make him wide receiver, or sorry, linebacker five, five or six. Jeez, I just misspoke a lot right there. Hey, join the club, linebacker man. Six, but um, in a lot of other drafts, I think he would be in the top three in the linebackers. There is a possibility. The Broncos are up next year at 46. They got a linebacker earlier. They traded back in round one. Still got best linebacker available. Now they got a good corner here after losing Chris Harris Jr. They're going to take Trevon Diggs, the corner out of Alabama. I think this is awesome for the Broncos. That defense is getting even better for the future. Not a lot of holes left to fill for this team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Falcons on the clock. Uh, Falcons, I mean, for what's actually going to be happening in their draft of super exciting of trade up and like nice shiny things like they're kind of just getting dogs in our draft right now. Like just guys that can just like play football and they're getting yep. uh, Neville Gallimore out of defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. He's a stud. Like he's a lot of people think that he's late round one. A lot of I've, I've been seeing that a lot, even to the Chiefs, if they end up trading Chris Jones, like he's an option there to try to fill that void. So having him at 47, I think is a great find. And this defensive line for the Falcons is now set for years and years to come. Yeah, that's going to be great for them. Uh, up next is the Jets. They took Jerry Judy at pick 11. We're going to wait on a tackle, and it kind of worked out great for you. Ezra Cleveland out of Boise State. 
that's your starting tackle if that's who you want to go with. If not, you have time to kind of develop them at that position as that's what you went after this free agency. I think this is good for the Jets. You got two huge needs for your offense, and you're able to get them in around one and two pretty good options. Yeah, this is a great steal for the Jets. It really is. Uh, maybe we have a run on tackles now. So next up at 49, the Pittsburgh Steelers, their first pick. They did not pick earlier because of the trade for uh, Fitzpatrick earlier. And so they have only have a second rounder. And they are going to take Isaiah Wilson, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. I think that they know their offensive line is getting older. So why not get a player, get him groomed by some of these vets and be able to protect whoever they're future quarterback is once big ben decides to retire absolutely uh and man you're up again you got the next two picks i am so i made a trade here with the bears so the bears were supposed to be on the clock uh seattle ends up trading 59 and 133 for pick 50 and they are going to take josh uche the edge out of michigan so this guy can play edge. This guy can play linebacker. He's a he's a very athletic dude coming out of Michigan and Seattle. They I said it earlier, like they needed edge and they needed offensive line. They took Josh Jones earlier in round one. Here's their edge. They're set on their two biggest needs now. Uh, who's up next? The Cowboys. So this one was fun because you got super mad at me for this pick because you were going to take this guy with the Bears, but you thought he would fall those extra nine picks. Guess what? You now know how GMs feel. And that <laughs> is the Dallas Cowboys. They are taking Cole Komet, the tight end out of Notre Dame, the first tight end off the board. Obviously, Jason Winton is no longer there. He is with the Las Vegas Raiders. So why not get a dude that can make a difference on the offense for Dak Prescott? Absolutely. And the Rams are up next here at pick 52, and they're going to go running back. They just lost Todd Gurley. They're going to go Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I believe I pronounced that correctly. Is it a Hilaire? Man, look at me go. I'm getting better with this. So Rams, they got a running back for the future. I think this is good for them. Trees, you're up next with the Eagles, dude. I am. So the Eagles are up, and they lost their stud safety. And so Malcolm Jenkins, who went back to the Saints, so why don't they get a new safety? And that's going to be Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois. The kid just can play football. He is very, very solid. So Eagles getting their safety at pick 53. Perfect. And I believe you are up once more. I am. So the Rams, you just picked a running back for them. Rams trade up again. So now Rams hadn't picked, and now they are picking two out, two out of three picks. So they trade 57 and 199 to move up just those three spots. And we all know that their offensive line is getting old. Andrew Whitworth is not getting any younger. They did sign him for one more year, but maybe you get somebody that you can groom to be your guy next year. And that's what they do with Austin Jackson, offensive tackle out of USC. Uh, him falling to 54 was a bit of a shock for me. Yeah, most definitely. And I don't know why I'm talking because you're up once again with the Ravens. I am. And the Ravens, what does this offense need? This offense was dynamite last year. But you want to know what? They still need weapons at wide receivers and a big body one in that. So why not go back-to-back USC guys and get Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver, and Jackson, Lamar Jackson's going to love this kid. That's all That's all it is. He's, he's going to love him. <laughs> just, just throw it up and go get it, baby. So the 
excuse me, who's up next? The Dolphins are back on the clock at number 56, and they're going to go ahead and take Kyle Duggar, a safety. So they've already bolstered their offensive line. They've already got the quarterback of the future. They've got a running back, but they just traded a clear number one or a, another first-round pick for it. And now we're going to go to the defensive side of the ball and get a safety. We spent a lot of money on our defensive line. we got a very underrated linebacker class. We've spent money on corners. Let's go get a safety here in Kyle Duggar and kind of seal everything up. An offer was made from the pack. Packers for pick 62, 175, and 209. We decided to go ahead and reject that because we definitely needed a safety here, and this was the best spot to get it for Kyle Duggar. Yeah, I love that. All right, so now we have 57. As it, and you can remember, Rams just traded that, so uh, the that's now the Bills' pick. But now there's a trade offer, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs offering pick 63 and 96. Remember, they gained an extra pick by trading out of the first round. So mm-hmm. they they have this extra pick here. So they are going to offer this. It is going to be accepted. So now it is the Chiefs pick. And what do they do? They're going to get their running back. And they are going to get Jonathan Taylor, number 23, from Wisconsin. And this offense just got more deadly. Bro, like, just thank you. Appreciate it. Very, very much appreciate that. We're going to go ahead and go to the next one. The Vikings, they had traded up earlier with the Jaguars, so the Jaguars are up. Taco Leonard Fournette coming out of town. Chiefs wants him gone. We're going to go a little bit of run on running backs. J.K. Dobbins is here from Ohio State. The Jaguars get a running back that they can rely on, one that they can trust. If Fournette does eventually get traded, maybe they trade him for picks on the draft. Maybe they just kind of bundle him and Yannick and say, get out of town. We're ready to change this franchise. Boom, here's J.K. Dobbins. Uh, and I know we're running short on time, but I'm just going to be a spoiler. Swift does not get picked in our first two rounds. So a lot of people think Swift is running back one. He does not get picked. And that mainly that's due to the running back getting traded for Mixon. Say they don't make that trade. It would probably be Swift anyways. But in our, in our mock, that's how it turns out to be. All right. So the Bears are now up. They made that trade with the Seahawks. And uh, it's your pick. So I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, so the Bears are up. They made the trade with Seattle. They're going to take Jalen Rieger, the wide receiver at a TCU. They desperately need a receiver outside of Mr. Robinson. They need another target that they can rely on. That's Mr. Jalen Rieger right here. All right, cool. So the Ravens are on the clock. They get a trade offer from the Packers, a 2021 second rounder and a 2020 pick 94. And so they are going to accept that because the Ravens love to have all this draft capital. So the Packers are now on the clock, and they are going to take LaVisca Chenault, the wide receiver out, out of Colorado. Just get another weapon for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in this offense. And this is a kid who might blow up. So this could potentially be a huge steal for the Packers at the end of the second round. Love it. All right, the Titans are up. They took a linebacker with their first-round pick, and they are going to take their offensive tackle here, and that's Lucas Niang out of TCU. I just spoke spoke four different names at once because I'm reading (laughs) three different things at once. So that was awesome. Um, So there we go. I'm freaking stroke over here. I know, seriously. Jeez. All right. uh, Actually, I'm done. You have the next three picks to end the Yeah. 
And we're just going to rally this out. The Packers up at 62. They're going to take a corner at Bryce Hall from Virginia. Another great pick for them. They're able to trade up and get a receiver and now a corner. The Chiefs originally had this pick at 63. They traded up with the Bills. So the Bills here are going to get their edge rusher, Bradley and Nay out of Utah, a guy who really started to shine at the Senior Bowl. I think this is a good landing spot for him. And then the Seattle Seahawks were, pick, were here at number 64. But... There was a trade from the Steelers because, yes, there was a trade offer from the Steelers. The Steelers offered pick 124 and a second rounder for next year. Seattle said, you got it. That's a deal. And the Steelers are trading up, and they're going to select Jake Fromm out of Georgia for the quarterback of the future after Ben Roethlisberger. Therese, this was actually the pick that you made with the trade. Let's hear let's hear your thoughts on this to kind of end out the episode. Yeah, so my thought is they're going to be good enough. The Steelers are going to be good enough that they're not going to have an early round pick next year. Uh, Big Ben will just not won't allow that. Basically, I think he's going to be healthy, but you don't know how much longer he's going to play. And when are you going to have another opportunity to get a guy that may need a, a year to play or a year to sit and learn? but is super smart, obviously. He had the second-highest Wonderlick score. Uh, you've all watched QB1. You know, you understand what type of kid he is. And, like, a guy that's not going to be like, I need to play now, I need to play now. He's going to be a guy that's going to love to sit behind Big Ben and just watch and learn. He's not going to be, you know, forcing anything, and he's not going to cause issues in the locker room. I think it's going to be a perfect fit. I would love watching Jake from with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to be great, dude. That's That would be very exciting for the Steelers moving forward. Yeah. All right. That was it. We know it was a long episode, but I hope you guys all enjoyed it as much as we did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, happy draft week. We're going to have one more episode right before the draft. It's going to come out draft day, so be sure to listen in on some final thoughts, final rumors uh, right before your team is on the clock. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Reach out to us if you guys want to hear anything else. And tonight we've been talking football.